Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Welcome, one and all, to our little radio show. You know, it is an honor and extreme privilege to be able to fill up one hour of your existence here on Earth. You know, I'm not going to let you down. Like, off the air, yeah, I mean, I've come up short with people in my life and let them, you know, down. But on the air, I can guarantee you I will bring it. So kick back and let your ears do all the work here. <sighs> okay, with me is our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Hey, show everyone uh, your laughing skills. Go ahead and give them a state-of-the-art chuckle. <laughs> uh, oh, let me do that again. I think I can do better. Yeah, please. <laughs> Yeah. That was an improvement, don't you well, think? Yeah, it was much, but kind of better, a little bit better. Mm. Okay, also with us is our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. A tip of the cap would be nice. Well, I'm not wearing a cap, Spud. You're the only one in the studio wearing a baseball cap. You yeah. know I'm not fond of them, as I have a fairly healthy head of hair myself. Come on, y'all. You had to go there, right? Okay, well, fine. Anyway, let's, let's get to our topic for this show, cryonics. You know, I sort of remember we brought this up a couple years ago. I, I don't know if it will be that interesting these days, but hey, we had to decide, decide on something to fill up the airtime. So you know, maybe maybe people now will uh, you know have more interest in living forever. Oh, wait, I missed the staff meeting. What is cryonics again? Well, uh, Mrs. Jarvis, it is cryonics, and it's the science of using ultra-cold temperature to preserve human life with the intent of restoring good health when, you know, technology becomes available to do so. Oh. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the pros and cons of freezing yourself when you kick the bucket. You yeah. know, the more I learn about this, the more it sounds like a good idea. I mean, why not? I mean, it would make dying a lot more palatable knowing that there was at least a 1% or 2% chance you could get thawed out in a couple centuries and live again. If you know how I feel, why would you say that? Well, as I stated in the staff meeting when we discussed this as a show topic, if God had meant us to live forever here on Earth, he wouldn't have created heaven, where carefully screened people will live for eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this gives a person the ability to control the outcome. I'm no expert, but the way I was taught in parochial school yeah. was the final decision on who was led into heaven, uh, you know, and therefore living forever, is up to God. Am I correct? Yes, that's what I was taught in Sunday school. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. God himself will be the sole judge on who makes the cut, as it should be. I'm Teddy Powers! Exploring other paths to eternal life is nothing but folly, Spud. Um, what's folly mean again? I know my grandpa used it all the time. I was never really sure. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's a waste of your time. Oh, uh, freezing fine. yourself, hoping that someday someone will unfreeze you and then suddenly fix whatever caused your death. It's a fairy tale. It could well, never happen. There's only been one resurrection, Spud. You don't know that. I Game's do. changed. 
Yo. I mean, who made you the expert on living forever? In 200 years, who knows what advances will be made in medical care? It's possible some genius will come up with a pill that will, will keep us in our early 30s forever? Mm. I mean, that was my personal favorite you know, period of time. I got my student loans under control. I, I had my first halfway decent car, you know, had a radio and a cassette deck that works some of the time. I, I met my second wife, who was a lot nicer than the first one I married. I have to agree. Your second wife was a lot nicer than your first one. Right. Though I felt she had a lot of unresolved issues. Yeah. But I'm still partial to your third wife. What a sweetheart. Yeah. my sister and my daughter. Yeah, you know, I would much rather rely on the will of God for eternal life. How do you know that some scientist is not going to make some horrible mistake and not be able to unfreeze you? Well, well how much fun would it be to live forever frozen stiff? I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to figure out how to thaw me out. They are not our friend. You know, have some faith in science, man. Well, Jesus, and I, I, I got to introduce our musical guest right now. Uh, I'm pumped to hear these guys, and we'll be speaking with them a little later on in the show. So everyone, please say hello to 10 Miles Wide.
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. You are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, this is TJ Miller from uh, the hit HBO show Silicon Valley and the major motion picture Yogi Bear 3D. And uh, hopefully soon the Goreburger show on HBO. So, uh, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy Spud. And uh, if you hear that in the background, it's Dutch. I'm in Belgium. Hey, uh, uh, Spud. Yes. Your first guest uh, McKelty Williamson is ready to go. Michael it's, T. It's, it's Michael T., isn't it? Yes, yeah, it okay. is. Sorry, yeah. Okay, man, you know, the movie he's in, Fences, has gotten such great reviews. I guess Denzel directed it in addition to starring in it. Well, you know, I'm not familiar with it, but our family really enjoyed Michael T. in Forrest Gump. Yeah, he was really good in that one. Well, the guy's been in a ton of really good stuff, not just Forrest Gump, man. I mean, don't do or say anything goofy, okay? Well, I, I know you like to check in during my interviews now and give your take uh, on things, but try to abstain this time. You, you know, as you know, I've been given the green light to voice my opinion during the show. It, you've seen the memo from our executive producer. Uh, I don't remember any memo. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay. Well, listen, rest assured, I will not jump in unless I feel you know, really strongly about something. Uh, just put him through, please. Yeah, here he is. Say hello to actor Michael T. Williamson. Hey, man, we appreciate you checking in with us. Hey, Spud, it's good to be with you. Yeah, yeah, super. Um, now, you're the co-star of the film production of the great August Wilson stage play Fences, directed by Denzel Washington. Now, you're, you're playing the same role you assumed on, you know, on Broadway in the play, correct? That is correct. Uh, his younger brother, uh, Gabriel Maxson, is the character. Ah, super. So, same exact lines? Man, that would have been sweet while the others are rehearsing their lines on the movie set. You could have, like, just hung out in your trailer and surfed the web or something? Well, it, 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 it's not easy. It was a six-year uh, six uh, lights out in between. Oh. And, uh, we, we made the stage play knowing that we wanted to uh, bring it to cinema. So uh, we were fortunate in that regard, but it's it, you know it's, it's still it was a lot of work making that transition. All right, it's not I'm, I'm I'm guessing probably not the same exact lines, right? Yeah, but anyway, just just a thought. Um, well, you have well, a, they're, they're, they're very 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 close. It's it's written by the same screenwriter, same screenwriter playwright, August oh. Wilson. Oh, okay, super. Now, you have a rather lengthy list of film and TV credits, and I'll just pick one out. I have to say, your stint on Justified was really impressive. You played a bad man very, very well. <laughs> uh, thank you, Spud. I appreciate that. I, I enjoyed my time on Justified. I, it's just a classy bunch of people over there. And, uh, you know, Walton Goggins is a sweetheart. You know, and, of course, Tim. You know, Tim Oliphant is just... You can't get classier than that. Than that. Yeah, I miss that show. Uh, you guys were amazing. Um, hey, we're on that on that topic on that show. Were the exteriors uh, on the show shot out in the sticks, really, or was it in a studio set? Because it looked really rural. I, I was wondering if craft services didn't have to like serve possum or beaver or something for their meals. Was was that on a studio set or out there? Well, it's it's actually uh, about. Uh, in a little town population, I think the population was 55. So it's a really small rural town up in the mountains. Wow. And uh, it, it, that, but that gave it all of its authenticity. 
It definitely did. I mean, I you know, watched that show. I felt like I was out there. It was very, yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. Well, I'm obligated by law to ask one very quick uh, question about Forrest Gump. Yes, I'm sorry. Now, I bet you've never been asked this one before. Uh, are you allergic to like shellfish? Just curious because you were around them quite a bit in the film. Uh, no, I, I don't have any food allergies uh, in in that regard. There's a couple of things I'm allergic to, but uh, it, it's. Uh, not seafood or shellfish. Did they did they serve much of that on the set? The craft services. Uh, I was just curious on that on that film set. Like fresh shrimp on, all the uh, time. That, on Forrest Gump's set. Yeah, yeah. Just curious. I don't know. That was we shot that in 1993. I don't recall what we what we had at craft. Yeah, services. I got you. In all right. Years, my uh, man. Just asking. All right. Uh, Spud, I, well, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but I have to say this. Don't you think you really need to slow down on the Pepto-Bismol? Uh, how many bottles have you consumed since we got to the studio? Hey, uh, just give me a second, man. You got it. I don't know, a couple maybe? Well, I've counted six so far, and that is quite alarming for those of us who are concerned for your health. I can handle my Pepto, okay? No way I've gone through six bottles, maybe three. Well, I have instructed your personal assistant, Derek, over there to cease and desist serving you any more bottles. I'm doing this out of love, Spud. You can't order my personal assistant around, all right? Hey, Derek. Yes, Mr. Goodman. Get me another chilled bottle, please. I'm on it, Mr. Goodman. This is very disturbing to witness, but okay, you're a grown man. Yes, I am a grown-ass man. Now let me get back to Michael T., all right? Okay, where was I? Um, well, let's touch on an extremely cool movie that you were also in, um, Black Dynamite. Now, we had Michael Jai White on it, and he said the movie was such a, a blast to make. Did you learn any nifty kung fu moves that you were able to use later in your civilian life? Um, you, you know, I always learn something from Michael Jai. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he's a, he's a fellow martial artist, so uh, we exchange information all the time, but he's one of the best uh, in the world. Yes. So he's definitely got more to, more to give than I have, that's for sure. But you're a martial artist, too. That's correct. Wow, super. All right, I did not know that. Um, okay, you won a Peabody Award. Now, that is one of those most important awards, nothing like the People's Choice. A Peabody is, like, drenched in prestige. Off the record, where are you storing it? Because I'd always, always be worried somebody might drop it or something, or something like that. Well, I, I have a nice uh, location. I won't be specific, but I have a nice right. location in my home, and I, I actually look at my Peabody every day when I walk through my house. Okay, well, I can maybe guess on that one. A, a People's Choice Award, man, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be paranoid at all with that one. I'd like put it on the kitchen table or some some paperweight. But yeah, Peabody, <laughs> that's big time. All right, well. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this thing because I uh, I know you got a lot of stuff to do. Um, so, you know, you grew up in L.A. After locating out there, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit you with this. Well, who was your all-time favorite uh, L.A. Laker? Uh, I'm guessing you're a fan. Well, that's a tough one because if I had to pick just one, only one, uh, that would probably be Magic Johnson. Okay. Uh, because he's in, he, yeah he's inspirational he's unselfish uh, if Magic were an actor he'd probably uh, be the recipient of several uh, Academy Awards right now because the whole point of it all what makes everyone around you successful is your unselfishness and that uh, describes Magic Johnson to a T. 
Why do I guess that you're kind of a, a point guard on the set? You sound, you know, just my take from watching your work and stuff. You're kind of an, a very unselfish actor. So, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. All right. Um, for me, I was a Sonic fan myself, but I'll always remember James Worthy because he was a class act, too. But, um, all right. Absolutely. Big big game, James. That's right. All right. Well, let me remind everyone um, to go catch... The film Fences, now playing at theaters just about everywhere. You know, right? It's uh, Yeah, it's everywhere. So I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on our show. But thank you so much for your time. And uh, as I always say, um, I look forward to seeing you on the first. The first chance I get, sir. Wow. Thank you so much, Mr. Michael T. Williamson. This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> What else is there, man? Hey, uh, Spud, our show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is holding for you. Well, don't keep him, you know, like, waiting. He's the only yeah. psychic in the world who's willing to come on the show. Good! Just introduce him. Yo, okay, right, right. Uh, okay, <clears throat> Ted Marr's Out of This World radio show airs each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time on KKNW, 1150 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is. Hey, please say hello to our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Welcome. Hello, Spud. It's great to talk to you today. Yeah. Well, on the show, we've been discussing cryogenics, and I was wondering if frozen people are considered to have officially crossed over to the other side. I mean, the brochures from these places that perform the service, and, and they're really it's really pricey, by the way, i got to say that. Um, it, it says that a person isn't totally dead, as they say you can be thought out in the future. Does that technically mean that uh, you're ineligible for the afterlife? Well, I have to tell you, this, this, this question requires some deep thought and the realization that there's other dimensions. Because when you die in this third dimension, your, your spirit goes off to the fifth dimension or higher. And so even though, let's say you freeze your body and they revive your body in the future, your spirit might not go back into that body. You may get a different spirit into that body. So oh. you, you may have the physical body of, of Spud walking around, but it may not be Spud. It may be somebody else. Well, that's not super. Well, well, I was wondering if, could you please contact Walt Disney for me for just a second? I, I know he, he was supposedly cremated and interned at Forest Lawn. That's what it says, you know, on the Internet. And, and I got to believe it's on the Internet. But you know, some people, though, still think he's an ice cube somewhere. And I, I used to really love the wonderful world of Disney on TV growing up and with Disneyland and Disney World. He's, he's pretty much responsible for some of the coolest stuff around, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um could you well, try to contact him? And now, your Disneyland host, Walt Disney. The message I just got, I just contacted him now. And he says hello to you, by the way, and you're all your wonderful listeners. He actually was cremated, he said. Um, oh. And he's having a quite a good time over there on the other side. Oh, so I guess one... I guess the internet was accurate. All right. You know, I read away from his wonderful world, he was kind of mean to people who were different than him, and it kind of bummed me out a little bit. But, you know, most genius, geniuses are, are cranky, so I, I guess I can overlook it. So you're telling me that he is he seemed to be in a good mood right now? He's in a good mood now. He's apologizing for the people he treated poorly in his life because he was he said he was under a lot of stress and time pressures constantly in his business and he took it out on his uh, people he knew unfortunately yeah yeah i can relate to that spud 
Yes. Well, I would expect you to relate to Mr. Disney's often demanding demeanor with his co-workers. If you take out his creative genius, his wonderment with the future, and his ability to make his fans so happy, you have a lot in common with him. Well, I have read that exceptionally gifted individuals have some difficulty relating to those close to them. It's not our fault we struggle with the mediocrity of others. That's one way to put it, I guess. Yes, it is. Now, let me return to Ted, if you don't mind. Okay, sorry about that. <clears throat> so, Ted, can you ask him who was the inspiration for Goofy? You know, there must have been someone in his family or at work that was a little short of smarts. You know, I, I don't think he ever stated this publicly. Just just ask him that if you can. If he, is he still there? Yeah, he's he's here and he's laughing because actually, it was his pet um, it was a his pet spaniel, cocker spaniel with big floppy ears, and his dog acted so goofy sometimes. He created a character called Goofy. Oh, oh okay. Um, well, let me ask you this: uh, Does one go to the light when your head is frozen? I would think that you would be tempted to maybe go to some heating duct somewhere. Uh, you know, while you're, when, I don't know, just my thought. Uh, to, can you, do you go to the light? Well, when you're on the other side, you can choose to go to the light if you want. It's all free will. Most everyone does go to the light. And then after you go to the light, you have a big reunion with all the people you've ever known, kind of like a big party. And then you go oh, through like a life parties. review and you sit down with your family and friends and soul family and the supreme being and you determine what kind of life you want to have next time around. Well, I'd really love to have a soul family. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds pretty damn cool. So, all right. Well, I want to thank you for your wisdom on this topic. As I'm still mulling over this thing personally. And Anyway, but there you have it, everyone. Our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Talk to you again soon, Ted. Have a wonderful day, Spud. Thank you so much. Go away or you'll miss the amazing conclusion of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief timeout. This ain't government cheese, it's Spud. Goodman. My baby left me for another guy. She dug him because he had a meth lab in that double wire. Trailer down the street, he had a meth lab In that trailer down the street We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, you know, Spud, returning to the topic of cryonics, have you given any thought to freezer burn? Take a look at what a bag of hot dog buns looks like after a couple months in the freezer, and they taste like yeah, cardboard. yeah. I know, I know. No, like <laughs> let's be honest. But but people no. are not hot dog buns. You know, a package costs like what two dollars and fifty nine cents or something. Yeah. You know, people are made with much better ingredients. I think some are made with better ingredients than others. Have you seen Iggy Pop? Or Keith Richards these days? Oh, okay, most people are. Yeah, you know, most people. I would not feel comfortable putting my faith in some scientist bringing me back to life. A much wiser course of action is to put your faith in God. Now, 
in your case, Spud, I totally understand your reluctance to do so as odds are well, you, you would never even make the first cut, let alone actual entrance into heaven. Ha, but ha, you don't know ha. that. That's probably a non-starter, so I get it. You feel forced to explore any and all alternatives, knowing you'll never see the gates of heaven. But I myself am looking forward to my screening with God. What's your name, scumbag? You know, I would watch the overconfidence thing. You're, you're sounding pretty cocky here. Me? Have you given any thought to the possibility that you won't make it? You know, uh, a, you know, kept out on a technicality? It could happen. Well, I know I am planning for all eventualities. Spud, I just might be in the same boat as you with my prior conviction. <laughs> Aunt Dorothy, I've told you this before. I don't think a failure to yield the right-of-way ticket you know, in a fender bender years ago is going to keep you out of heaven. Okay. You know, if, if there is a heaven. Yeah, well, I would agree, Mrs. Jarvis. God is a benevolent and all forgiving. That's so hot. So, well, that's what I'm hoping. But just in case this well, cryonics thing ends up being a scam, it's nice, you know, to have a fallback plan just in case. Well, true believers don't need a fallback plan, Spud. <laughs> you can place your trust in some man in a white laboratory coat if you wish. But in the end, he's just a man. Yeah, or, or it could be a woman, too. I mean, you don't know the oh, gender of the well, scientist who's going to yeah, you know, yeah. take me out of the freezer. Actually, I hope it is a woman, as they're way more careful with stuff. Yes! You know, a man or a woman, it, it doesn't matter, as they're all mere mortals. I, you know, I read, check this out, I read that some scientists from MIT have already successfully frozen a rabbit's brain, and later returned it to near-perfect condition. Huh. What do you have to say about that? That's pretty impressive. Wait, listen, your brain may have similar characteristics as a rabbit, but, Spud, <laughs> most human brains do not. Uh, how does this make a person what, not a named Spud Goodman feel comfortable in relying on this technology? I can answer that. No, no one listen, you are so cynical about the advancements of modern science. I'm not. If you were hanging out with Thomas Edison, or the Wright brothers, you would have been a total buzzkill, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spud, I don't think you have a rabbit's brain. After all, you did uh, yeah. get your AA at community college. Well, I, I didn't exactly graduate. I, I still okay. need to finish up a couple classes, and I have to pay off a buttload of parking tickets before they give me my degree. I've been sitting around for a lot of years. Mm. I, I still plan on taking care of everything. You know, maybe when this show gets canceled, I'm going to... Uh, maybe then, I don't know. Hey, Mr... Mr. Temporary co-host, just yeah, permanent. See, whatever, just see if our next guest is ready to go. Make yourself useful. Oh, okay. And, and uh, yeah, the the board is telling me your next guest, Margaret Cho, is on the line, ready to go. All right, Margaret is a favorite of our listeners. Uh, I've forgotten how many times she's been on. I really dig this woman. You know, if I remember correctly, she's oftentimes kind of body in her humor. You no. Know, what does body mean again? Uh, well, uh, very you know these, colorful. Like, old, old, old school terms. I have to. Google them all. Yeah, whatever. This is a it's radio show, though. I mean, she knows the playing field. The thing I really love about her is she does not take crap from anyone. I mean, Margaret is a very opinionated person, and that makes for a great guest. Yeah, well, I'm betting she is not fond of our current commander-in-chief, President Trump. Just like you and your other Hollywood friends. Um, What's your name, scumbag? You had to say her name out loud, right? Okay. Anyway, well, I'll just ask her for you, maybe, if I can squeeze it in. Just just put her on, please. Yeah, all right. Please welcome back to our show a real favorite of mine, Ms. Margaret Cho. What's happening, Margaret? Hi. I'm great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let me say this before we get going. You're going to be appearing at the Tulalip Casino in Marysville, Washington on the 27th. Showtime is at 8 p.m. and tickets are still available. Yes. Yes. All right. That's a fact. I, 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 uh, right. <laughs> it is a total fact. And right. I'm going to be there. Yes. Super. Well, let, let me get this thing started by saying you were nominated again for another freaking Grammy. Number five, I believe. Yeah. This time for your comedy album, American Myth, which is available everywhere, I might add. And uh, way to go. This is becoming quite the trend. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited. And I'm also going to be hosting the pre-telecast for the, it's actually the actual Grammy Awards. You know, people don't realize that the ceremony is actually to honor all genres of recording music, all different kinds of production awards. There's literally um, hundreds of awards that are given out every year, but only eight are telecast. So I'm actually hosting the pre-televised actual award ceremony, um, giving out a lot of awards myself and hopefully giving my award to myself. Yes. We'll see. Yes. But uh, I'm thrilled. It's going to be good. Super. Um, well, Margaret, on the show, uh, we're discussing uh, a subject that, that, you know, it's a, a little different, uh, cryonics. You know, freezing yourself when the final curtain arrives. What's your take on this? Do you, can, you, can you make any sense I, of it? I, I love it. I mean, I think that, you know, um, I just love the idea of, like, having an option if at one point in history or maybe sooner than we think, that there is a way to kind of come back to life. I think that's a really fun thought. And, you know, science is, is pretty amazing. I mean, we can do a lot of things. Now, one thing is to um, regenerate, reactivate people, reanimate people, I, I love. And I love that there's, like, heads in, like, tanks, People very optimistically thinking that this may be a possibility. Right. Well, you know, I'm considering it, but I totally hate cold weather. I just, I'm still, I'm still considering it. But all right, let me move on to. We have got to at least touch on the elephant in the room. Our new president, Donald J. Trump. You know, I have to keep pinching myself and saying out loud, this is not a really disturbing episode of the Black Mirror over and over because I just don't believe it's real. How about you? Oh gosh, it really is an episode of Black Mirror um, or the Twilight Zone. Yes. Um, I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, I think that it's really insane. Um, you know, there are so many things that I, I have, like these opinions that I have about this candidate, this president-elect, this president. Um, I feel that, you know, it, it's something that we've never seen before. I have no idea what to expect. Right. I'm really scared. Yep. I don't know what's going to happen. I know. It's not like we can fast forward to the episode and get to the ending. I know. Which, uh, I, I, I totally hear you. I mean, I, I guess, I'm, guess, yeah. I'm going to guess here. I don't think you own any uh, Make America Great hats then, right? No, uh, I don't. Um, hopefully, we won't be forced to wear them. Um, Spud, what? But please, don't make fun of our new commander-in-chief. Um, just a moment, Margaret. Yeah, that's fine. You know, as a patriotic citizen, I would gladly wear a Make America Great Again cap if I was directed to do so. Um, and I've got good hair. You, yeah, I know. I, well, listen, you wear a baseball cap almost everywhere you go. Would so? it be that big of a sacrifice to just once put on a hat that says to the world, we will soon be the greatest nation on the face of the earth? 
Well, we already are, or at least up until now. Who knows what wacky thing he's going to order us to do? Like, maybe everyone will have to use his face as a screensaver on our computers, or or force all young girls to take modeling classes in junior high across this country. Well, maybe only those who are projected to be maybe potential nines or tens when they grow up. It's just very uncharted territory right now. That's nonsense. President Trump will be our greatest president of all time. Mark my words. Well, I don't want to mark them, okay? Now, let me finish up here with Margaret. Well, you know, I've mentioned on this program previously that I don't want to beat a dead horse with it again, but, you know, I'm thinking these two boys, you know, the ones with the killer hair products, Don Jr. and Eric, might want to, uh, I don't know, maybe they would want to beat a dead horse with a 2 by 4 Does it bug you that they travel the world to kill animals they will never eat, ever? It's sad. I mean, I, I think when it's for um, something that you're going to eat, I think that's okay. You know, if, if anybody like eats meat, um, they can't say that hunting is wrong. You know, that, that in a lot of ways, um, it's much more humane than the kind of factory it is. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people that eat lions, tigers, or bears, you know, but I don't know. Just uh, These two do it for their own personal amusement, and I, I just don't like them. I'll just be straight up and say that, but all right. Well, let me move on here. Let's talk, let's talk a bit about your return to the Fashion Police show on the E! Channel. Do you ever feel pressure when you're getting ready to go to work on that show, you know, going through your closet and picking something out to wear? Because you're a role model. I mean, that'd be a little too much <laughs> pressure for me. Well, I love fashion. I don't feel a sense of any kind of pressure. I don't, I mean, because it, it's like the day, it's just an outfit, you know, and I get judged on whatever. It's fine. Uh, I really love clothes and I love the theater of the red carpet um, for the Grammys in particular. We'll be, we'll be doing a special thing in our show. Brad Gresky is going to be dressing me for the Grammys, which is great. So we'll be doing some undercover stuff, you know, from inside the red carpet with Fashion Police. So I'm thrilled about that. All right. You're a much stronger person than I, because I, I feel the pressure, you know, when I'm trying to pick something out to go to Home Depot. But anyway, all right. Um, well, speaking of fashion, let me ask you this. Do you, and this is just off the record a little bit. Do you think a grown man can get away with wearing pajamas with feet in the bedroom? Is it a mood killer for women? Because I don't like my bare feet to touch the floor, and I saw a special order of these from Norway. Oh, you mean um, you mean you get a one piece, Feety. right? Yeah, with feeties. I love footies. Um, footies. One piece. It's a line from Norway, and it's um, footies. They're one piece. It's actually comes out of the rave culture and the snowboarding culture out there. Oh. And I have uh, several uh, sets myself. Oh. I love it. I think oh. it's sexy on guys. Oh. Um, yes. So, yeah, for sure. Definitely. It looks good. I had no idea. I was hip. All right. Super. They're basic black. Very most of hip. Them. All right. Okay. Well, I'll end this thing now because I know you, you have, you know, things to do. Um, so let me remind everyone listening that you will will be appearing at the Tulalip Casino in Marysville, Washington on the 27th. Showtime is at 8 p.m. I'd like to say thank you so much for spending time with us once again. Thank you again. Ms. Margaret Cho. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. Okay, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to 10 Miles Wide. Okay, guys, you got to give up your names, instrument, and blood types. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Will, drums. I am Ryan, and I play bass. I'm John, and I am uh, negative O positive 
I'm Jake. I play guitar. I have no idea what my blood type is, so I hope I don't wreck on the way home. Oh, I do. Get back to me on that, please. Okay, so 10 miles wide. I, I, you guys are probably sick of hearing this thing, but the name of the band, may I ask where that one came from? Does it have special meaning, or did just one of you guys pull it out of your butt one night? It came from a song lyric from a really, really old song, and then uh, we took that song lyric and we used it as a uh, uh, an album title. We used to be a, a called a different name, mm-hmm. and then we became Ten Miles Wide because we wanted to connect our new band to our old band. We used to be called the Mothership, and our joke is, but we're still Ten Miles Wide. You know, like. All right, I got that. All right, cool. That that was Mr. Ryan came up with that. D- does the band have an Pretty official funny. position on going into a pool right after eating? Because is this really a major health hazard? I- I'm torn. I think it's a myth. Complete Thank you. Myth. Actually, I was on the swim team in high school, and I went and got McDonald's after school one day before swim practice, and I threw up all in the uh, side you gutters. Oh. See, now that's you're true. increasing I, the paranoia. Right? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, the, uh, oh, fine. that's because of McDonald's. McDonald's and okay. swim team do not mix. All right. Well, can each of you name your favorite all-time album? And you only have a couple seconds, so no. Beatles, the White Album for me. You can't go to your to your uh, helpline or whatever it is. What do they call that? Phone a friend. Yeah, phone a friend. I mean, that's yeah. a tough one. Phone a friend. Nobody else has an answer. Uh, no. Too many. King Crimson Red. All right. All right. I got one more question. Um, so, what is the ten miles wide uh, favorite go-to phone app? Do you guys d- d- don't further encourage my co-host here who's addicted to Candy Crush? But you guys have anything that you spend your day? Porno Hub. Fun? Pardon me. Jorno Chub. All right. Uh, okay. I, I'm not done pooping until I win at Solitaire. Okay. There uh, we go. That's for the record. Well, what's the name of the next song? It's called The Gross. All right. Happens to be the title of the CD. Let's hear it. <laughs>
Murphy on the Spud Goodman Show, where we put it down for real. That's right. Uh, Spud, your last guest, Patrick Warburton, is waiting to speak with you. Okay, you know, I, I think I think I'm ready for him. You know, he has a new show on Netflix uh, right now. Well, you know, I'm glad that you finally booked a guest that I'm very familiar with. He was so funny as Putty on Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. Uh, my wife and I have seen every episode of that show. Though it was often mean and a kind of a nasty program, but at least there was no nudity or swear words. You well, stupid, ignorant, dumb. You know, they did say masturbation on one episode. Oh, they most certainly did not. They may All have right. alluded to it, All but right. never did Rachel and I hear that word on any Seinfeld episode. Of course, we would make sure the kids were tucked away in bed before we'd sit down to watch that show. Like I said, it was often very inappropriate, but you really? know, com- compared to most almost outright pornography you see nowadays, it was okay. Man, you know, I hope you never ever see real pornography. Just just, just, just put Patrick on. Okay? Oh yeah, here he is. Please say hello to actor Patrick Warburton. Thanks for coming on our little radio program. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, bud. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, you have a new show now out on Netflix, a series of unfortunate events. And of course, it's based on a pretty freaking popular series of books by Lemony Snicket, a.k.a. Daniel Handler. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a huge audience for this. Yeah, a few people read those books. Yeah. Um, uh, there's 13 of them. And uh, this is a really good, thorough, comprehensive way to translate the books to film. You take each book what Netflix is doing is taking each book and you do two episodes so it's like it's like one movie per book um, they made the movie back in 2004 and uh, ended up having to take you know three books and squeeze them into one movie and that's why it um, it lost something in translation so this is a good way this is a good way to tell the full story right well do you recommend gluttonous consumption of all eight episodes in one sitting as that can be a, an unhealthy experience if one does not take at least a brief break to take care of bodily functions yeah no I don't recommend that actually I don't recommend anybody watch this at all it's really okay that's for the record uh, it's just a tale of sadness and misery alright I like that though I do have to I gotta say I like that well you play Lemony Snicket were you doing the method thing during production you know demanding that production assistants and key grips only refer to you as Mr. Snicket <laughs> uh, no I, you know guess not huh I'm not one of those oh, only around the house I mean you know when it comes to my kids and my family they have to refer to me as the maestro um, I like that yeah, we, it's, uh, Lemony is, uh, uh, is, is the pen name of Daniel Handler, but he's a, he's a narrator. He's, he's like Rod Serling, but with empathy, because he really does care about these children. And, um, of course, he loved Beatrice. She married another man, and then they both perished in a house fire. My kids wouldn't read the books, because when they heard that the premise was the parents perished in a horrible fire... Uh, they wanted nothing to do with it. So, yeah, it's kind of a downer if I you tried think to about explain it from a kid's perspective. That these people, these were horrible people. They deserved to die. And okay. then they said, Dad, you're lying. And I go, just read the books. All right, all right. Well, I kind of got to get this out of the way, so I'm sure you know what's coming. Looking back at, at a prior role, and I'm, I'll be, be quick with this, can, can I ask how many times a day people still yell out to you at the mall or the grocery store, hey, putty? You know, I'm, I'm just curious, because that Seinfeld role been a cross you've had to bear to this day? Well, it depends, you know, on um, how much I'm out there. Um, um, you know, in the mall, not so much. Not so much. Sometimes walking on the streets uh, in the New York City here, yes, I'll get it. Um, but uh, the show's in perpetual syndication, so yes. it's always out there. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, could I get you to say at least, uh, that's right, I can use it on my answering machine? Yeah, that's right. Super. I like that. that. Super. Yeah, that's right. High five. Yeah. So, uh, you know, support the team. On, you know, on our you show. my Jesus fish. Tell me when to stop. No, you, I, I, you um, can keep going. So I don't like it. But, on um, the flip side, don't leave me hanging. All right. God, you just have the gravitas with that voice. I got to say, I know, I know you've heard that before. But anyway, um, Spud, what do you want? Hey, uh, Patrick, I'll be back in a jiffy. Yeah. Just because our executive producer has given you the green light to now legally interrupt me in the middle of an interview to offer your lame insight, she did say you're supposed to be smart about when to cut in. This is not a smart time, as I am in the midst of bonding with Patrick here. 
I'm sorry, but we were also instructed in that same staff meeting to never, ever ask for personal favors from guests. Hmm, it's interesting. You, you have made that clear to me on many, many occasions. Okay. And listen, begging Patrick to say, yeah, that's right, was a very selfish thing and a violation of the directive. Now that you've breached the policy, could you ask him to say, Gerald Holcomb is away from the phone, so leave your name and number? My friends would get such a kick out of that. Hell no. Just please shut your pie hole and let me get back to Patrick. You, well, that is very rude, but uh, fine. Hey, man, I, I've returned. Sorry about that. You know, on, the, on our show, we're discussing cryonics. Have you ever given any thought to freezing yourself when you sign off for good? I, I'm thinking about it myself. You know... I hadn't until this very moment, and uh, so I'm going I'm I'm to consider that. Um, it seems like it would be very, very uncomfortable. Well, you, you kind of got to There's really be... nothing worse than freezing to death, but I guess if you're already dead, then you're not freezing to death when they cryonics you. Yeah, supposedly there's an upside, um, you know, that, that you might have some hope, some, you know, like a billion years in the future. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still getting into it myself. But anyway, well, let me ask you this. You've made appearances at Comic-Con in San Diego. Are you blown away at the rock star status that actors have when they take on the roles of superheroes? I mean, you get mobbed there. It's, it's a cure for, you know, for low self-esteem, for sure. Yeah, well, I, um... Uh, ho hopefully for all of us, there's somebody in the world that, you know, you can, uh, you can fanboy or fangirl, you know, over. For me, it's, for me, it's musicians, you know, and, and in particular, it's Eddie Vedder. So oh, I know what it's go. like to just, um, you know, like, uh, fl flip out over somebody or their accomplishments, um, for me, it is it's musicians, but I you know I get it at these at these things you know it's it's escapism. Well, I know I know you got meetings to take and everything. So let me say once again, your new show on Netflix, a series of unfortunate events, is now available for viewing, so everyone can start binging immediately. That's what I recommend. Be honest with you. So I'd like to thank you so much for checking in with us. Oh, absolutely! Thank you so much. All right, my pleasure, Mr. Patrick Warburton. Every second you lose, you lose. Say, Spud, while the yeah. band was playing, I googled cryonics on my phone, and I found out a lot of famous people have bought into this. Really? As I told, you know, our show's psychic, I had this conversation with him, you know, and I, we discussed Walt Disney. I don't know if you heard it, but I still think he's frozen. I don't care, no matter what the Internet says. Well, how about Ted Williams? He is definitely on ice right now. Ted Williams, yeah, one of the best baseball players who ever played. I, I guess it's best that Babe Ruth never gave it a shot as, you know, they would have need to stick him in a double tray or something. That's so hot. You know, that is disturbing to hear, as my dad was a big Ted Williams fan. Well, there's a list of Hollywood stars who are living now, but have supposedly signed up for this. You see, Spud, you wouldn't be yeah. alone as far as being the only show business person doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know if my career right now would officially qualify as being an actual show business per se, yeah. but, you know, who are some of the celebrities doing this? I, I'd like to know who my potential neighbor could be. Well, it says here Seth MacFarlane is one. He's the guy behind Family Guy, right? I love that show. 
yeah, that would be kind of cool, but he's a really big smartass. So if, if we both wake up for a, you know, a bit during our frozen hibernation, he's probably going to rip on me nonstop and probably also sing a bunch of lame show tunes. I can think of a, you know, a nicer neighbor for a century or two I'd rather have. Yeah, you know, we won't allow Family Guy to be on in our home. We, we saw the title one time, and we all sat down, the whole family, to watch it as a family. And as you can imagine, we were stunned at what we saw. Very disturbing. Hey, 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 you shut your face! And the article says Paris Hilton is looking Paris, into it. Paris Hilton? Yeah, I mean, she's hot, but, you know, I, I still have some standards as far as, like, who I hang out with. That just won't work for me. Well, how about Britney Spears? It said she is seriously investigating this option. No, I'll pass. Good! I'm nothing against her, but isn't there someone out there I could... You know, carry on in a semi-intelligent conversation with? Should we, you know, like have time to kill together? Yeah, Britney Spears? Is she still alive? <laughs> yep, yep, that's my knowledge. So what I'm thinking here is I need to choose the place where I will be most comfortable. And, you know, I, I am a talk show host that interviews celebrities. It makes the most sense that I, that I go the cryonics route, is I'll be surrounded by those I feel most at home with. Like in heaven, if I ever could make it there, you know, I, I yeah. would be around a bunch of straight-laced people who would give me the look, you know, whenever I said the F word. Not that I say, you know, the F word all the time or anything. Just occasionally I'll, I'll blurt it out, you know, when I stub my toe. Or, or when I, you know, find out I'm out of butter when I put the bread into the toaster. Then that's important. <laughs> I know you do love your toast, but Absolutely, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, you yeah. know that. How, how does one make such an important life-altering decision based on where you can feel comfortable saying the F word, Spud? That is so wrong, and it's very short-sighted in my opinion. Now, all you have to do is decide if you want to pay full price. That's 200000 for your full body or just 80000 if you want just your head yeah, safe. I knew it was expensive, but that's a little more than I thought. Um, I forgot that it was that much. Um, oh, oh, look, I wonder if I can cash in my life insurance policy to help pay it off. Would you, how could they pay off a policy if your head is frozen in a suspended state? I, I don't think you would get anything on your policy unless you like were accidentally thawed out or something. Dinner is served. Well, $80,000 is a lot more doable, I guess, than two, you know, 200. I don't know. I have to think about this. That's more money than I, I've I ever guess had. I'm going to have to go the head only route. It's probably the best I can do. Let, let's just hope in a couple hundred years when they take me out of the freezer, you know, they'll have the ability to give me some physical assets I had to go without in this lifetime if you catch my drift. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, that would be nice. Well, I would just say it would be wise not to close the book on a true afterlife. Uh, just consider the opportunity to spend forever and ever with God in a very special existence. I'll be there too, Spud. We could hang out together. I mean, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, cool. Hell will freeze over. Okay. Well, another plus is in heaven, you can stay as warm as you like. I know you hate the cold, Spud. Yeah, Think I, about that. I do. You know, that's a good point. You know, a cruise around the Caribbean sounds a heck of a lot better than one to Alaska. So I, sh I should consider yeah. that. Anyway, um, right now I got to wrap this show up. So I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is 10 Miles Wide. Thank you guys so much for having us, by the way.
Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin and Trent Patello. Video director T.J. Pite. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Derek Schneider, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. I swear.